our headquarters here is in Las Vegas, and it's a big part of the culture is gambling. So we really have embraced that. So um, for all of our big nights of, uh, of quick hits, we have a gambling expert, which kind of goes over some of the best bets, some of the riskiest bets um, to really kind of help uh, feed along the storyline of, is this person truly an underdog or, you know, anything can happen. What kind of prop bets are we putting in on this one? Speaking of betting, I'll bet that you're going to really enjoy this episode of Storyteller. It's a look back at our conversation with Eric Yi, social media manager for UFC, which UFC coming off a massive weekend where they brought TikTok onto their broadcast using Tagboard, of course, but they just continue to push the boundaries of how stories are told. Much more to come from Eric, but first, quick introductions. My name is Sky Muller, former sports anchor turned media support guru, working with all the top dogs in the media space. Joining me, as always, the one, the only, Christine Chalk, multi-Emmy award-winning producer and a downright media genius. Enough of the intros. Let's get right into it with Eric Yi, who tells us about the time that he spent at Fight Island in Abu Dhabi and some other cool moments and things that they're doing at UFC, including the quick hits and, of course, running the social channels for the man himself, Dana White. Eric, welcome to Storyteller Island. Thank you guys for having me. It's an honor. Eric, we've got to start it off. I think everybody just wants to know you're one of the only ones who's been there. What's Fight I like? You've seen it. You lived it. Maybe give us your best story from there. Yeah, definitely. Um, Fight Island was really interesting. So we've done it three times now. Um, and coming back on Monday morning was the most recent. Um, Fight Island is really interesting because we have a bubble and quarantine procedure that kind of goes into it. Everything from pre-flight departure to arrival, there's a quarantine period as well. And then the island itself, um, we're quarantined to specific locations within the island. Um, so on this most recent trip, there, the quarantine zone was really uh, the hotel, the staff hotel. There was a hotel across the street where media stayed at as well. And then pretty much half of the venue uh, was also included in that. So uh, a bit restrictive. Um, so there's only so much trouble you can get into. Um, that being said, where there's a will, there's a way. So one interesting story was um, there was a fighter who um, had reached out to somebody locally within Abu Dhabi to ask them to deliver something. Um, there's a whole process to kind of deliveries as far as deliveries go. Um, but what he ended up doing was kind of cutting his wristbands that say, you know, I'm, I'm part of the UFC staff or fighters or teams or media. Um, and I've been tested and everything like that. So it kind of passes it through a fence, um, to get somebody onto the island with onto the safe zone on the island. Um, this individual ended up scaling hotel balconies. Uh, to go across four different, uh, like very Mission Impossible style um, with like a bag or something like that um, to kind of make this delivery, whatever it was, um, ended up not working out so well for him because it was it was all on camera. Um, and so everyone that he came in contact with actually ended up having to leave, uh, leave this, the safe zone that we were in. But I mean, just the the wildness of kind of all of this going down the night before a fight, um, kind of crazy. Yeah, just a little crazy. I mean, we've all scaled the balcony a day or two in our lives, but 
hopefully not all on video. Um, I think though that plays into the intrigue that was around Fight Island. How did you capitalize on that through storytelling um, outside of the main events? Yeah, I think one thing that we always find a bit of a hurdle on on our social media is really the lead up and building and telling that story into a fight. Um, this made it a little bit easier because uh, Fight Island, the concept really came around um, in, I want to say, must have been March of 2020, um, when Dana, ha Dana, the UFC president, announced that in order to put on events for the international athletes, um, he'd ha he had acquired an island to put on events. Um, in the middle of 2020, there were a whole lot of travel restrictions within certain countries, and so much of our roster here at the UFC is international from all over the world. Um, so we used the mystique of this concept of Fight Island. Where in the world was it? You know, um, our fighters going to be on the beach fighting underneath palm trees and drinking coconut water between rounds, or um, really, what is it going to entail? Kind of thing. Um, there was a whole lot of speculation of, you know, is it the Bahamas? Is it, you know, what island of Hawaii is it kind of thing? So we kind of just leaned into that fully. Um, everything from social media assets, postcard style kind of um, kind of promotional posts and engaging with fighters to, to really um, kind of create those, really just lean into the concept that this is UFC Fight Island. I could talk about Fight Island all day long. So, and I'm sure people at home have questions. You know, tweet them using hashtag storyteller for, for Eric here. But let's talk about UFC's quick hits. So, quick hits, it's a Facebook only show. You guys are doing live behind the scenes coverage. In fact, we have a, a clip here for those who haven't seen it of some of that behind the scenes coverage you did of Fight Island. Tell us a bit about quick hits. What makes it so different? Yeah. So, Really what it was uh, created for was to provide fans kind of the how the sausage is made, if you will, right? The behind the scenes. Uh, here you can see uh, our host. I think it's probably Laura Sanko or Karen Bryant. And she's really giving the pre-fight layout of what it's like to be on Fight Island. Um, she does a full walk from locker rooms to engaging with some of our talent. Um, other things that we've shown off are, you know, Dana had a little green room set aside where he'll he'll sit with the matchmakers to kind of discuss who who will get the post fight bonuses at the end of the night. Um, we do interviews with uh, influencers and celebrities, um, and then we also do like post fight interviews with the fighters, you know, still drenched in sweat and you know their hair is still messed up and stuff like that. So really, the the goal was to provide fans with the other side of it. How um, how it's like, what it's like to really be at an event. Um, so, you know, the background is really, you can see fighters walking past, you see fighters kind of engage with each other as they're about to go to the octagon or as they just get back from, uh, from their medicals and everything like that. Um, so it's really, really been interesting. Um, this most recent trip, we really kind of dove deep into leveraging tag board. One of the things that we did, um, so one thing that's unique about UFC and combat sports in general is as opposed to team sports, there isn't a regular schedule where you face similar teams year after year. Um, for example, right, the Bucks and Saints played three times this year, um, but Conor McGregor and Dustin Poirier have fought once in their very long career of the UFC. Um, so there's a whole lot of 
uh, call outs and, you know, the entire roster is full of alpha males and females um, who really think that they are the best at what they do. Um, so just integrate, integrating tweets and instant reaction on quick hits from, from call outs to, um, you know, I would say uh, friendly banter, I guess, may be the best way to put it, um, between fighters and between celebrities and uh, even betting, right? Uh, our headquarters here is in Las Vegas and it's a big part of the culture is gambling. So we really have embraced that. So um, for all of our big nights of, uh, of quick hits, we have a gambling expert, which kind of goes over some of the best bets, some of the riskiest bets um, to really kind of help uh, feed along the storyline of, is this person truly an underdog or you know anything can happen? What kind of prop bets are we putting in on this one? The intrigue leading up to a fight, whether it be the banter, the mystique behind Fight Island, I, that has to draw views. And I even saw numbers from Dana, about 33 million total views on those quick hits. Give our audience an idea from your perspective, the keys to, to building that quick hits community and, and to get those numbers. Yeah, so definitely. Um, there's a, a, certainly a lot of aspects that kind of take into it, right? We want to kind of stay on brand and kind of stay relevant to the night itself. So we've had champions come on. Um, so Alexander Volkanovsky um, came on when there were a lot of, there were essentially what could have been a title eliminator. So he could end up fighting the winner of the, the main event um, down the road. So kind of getting his thoughts on what to expect from each of the, each of the, each of the fighters for that night. Um, that's a big part of it, but we also, also we also lean quite heavily into influencer marketing. We we have a lot of fans like Stevo who Stevo from Jackass, who's a, just a diehard fan, or um, uh, Chase. I'm blanking on his last name. It's the main character from um, uh, the Netflix special. Oh my goodness! I'm Outer Banks, right? Outer Banks. Thank you. Thank you. Um, right. Yeah. So we're kind of leveraging kind of his his meteoric rise within within Netflix, uh, combined with a big event that we had here at, in Las Vegas, and kind of just connected he, him with uh, with the talent to kind of ex talk about expectations for the night and kind of make predictions. So really kind of leaning into like the pop culture aspect along with the, the UFC, UFC environment and fandom. Speaking of these huge big names and celebrities, We've, we talked about it so much on day one of Storyteller yesterday, this idea of community. And your the UFC community is unbelievable. And, you know, narrowing it down a little bit more, Dana White's Rolodex <laughs> of celebrity friends is like a Rolodex I want to look through because it just sounds like an absolute blast. And such an important part of your brand growth, you'll see, check out these videos here, has been understanding the reach of the people who are in your building and the people they know. Tell us a little bit about these Instagram lives that you guys did and what made them so unique. One really fun thing is we get to throw stuff at the walls and see what sticks. So um, one of the things that we tried was, no, like you said, knowing that Dana has quite the Rolodex, um, doing Instagram lives, very casual at-home conversations between Dana and his celebrity, his celebrity friends or people who have been to events and kind of seeing what projects they're up to and if they have a prediction or 
uh, if they're rude for a certain athlete uh, throughout the night. So I think we saw JJ Watt and The Rock. Um, you know, The Rock was really involved with uh, the BMF event, which he's The Rock, obviously from Miami, and uh, Jorge Masvidal, who would be competing in the main event that night, really had a back and forth about wanting. Masvidal, who's the UFC fighter, wanting The Rock to strap the belt around his waist. So we kind of worked in that and kind of played with that, along with helping, uh, working with The Rock to help announce a project that he had coming up as well. Um, so really just having a lot of fun with with celebrities and kind of just, again, kind of similar to Quickets, kind of going back to show the fans kind of what's going on behind the scenes. We were talking with Swiss Beats, uh, and when I say we, I really mean Dana. Dana was talking with Swiss Beats when Versus really kind of took over the internet. Um, and it was really just, ex it was right in the middle of their explosion, um, right during the heart of quarantine and kind of just talking about how that came to be, and, um, you know, just how he was getting these huge, huge name artists um, onto Versus. And it was just a whole lot of fun to talk about two different worlds, right? Dana's world, between within the UFC or the influencer, be it JJ Watt preparing for the season or um, Swiss Beats kind of pulling in these huge name artists. We can't let you all go without asking our our marquee question. We ask this to every storyteller who joins our podcast, who joins the storyteller experience here. In three words, the best stories are blank, blank, and blank. Uh, I completely agree with both Karen and Kat. I think they have to be emotion provoking. Um, I think the best stories are shareable um, and they're unique. How about it? Eric Yee helping us create that shareable content as he gave us the lowdown on all things UFC and Fight Island. Thank you, Eric. We appreciate you jumping on the show. Also, be sure to catch us later this week for quotes like this. I think on other platforms, there might be like a limited period of time when you can see that poll, for instance, um, you post it and kind of, it gets a certain number of eyeballs, but then it, it's, it's very fleeting. With Reddit, uh, because the audience is so engaged and the life cycle for posts are much longer, um, we tend to get a high volume of votes. Um, for the NFL, I think it was about 10,000 votes. Cannot wait for Yu Young Lee, the Senior Manager of Media Partnerships at Reddit, where she leads the relationship with news, entertainment, gaming, and sports partners. Catch that episode later this week. Can't wait.